the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You guys ready to go? Hey, you joined us. Turn your radio on. How you doing? <laughs> Good to be back on a Monday. A lot happened over the weekend, and uh, we're going to talk about it today. As you know, the uh, Democrats got through the uh, infrastructure bill for $1.2 trillion. I knew that we need an infrastructure bill. Even most Republicans will tell you we need an infrastructure bill. But what we don't need is a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. That doesn't just take into consideration infrastructure, but a whole lot of other miscellaneous things we don't need, like hundreds of thousands of dollars for illegal immigrants and things of that nature. But that that are you know, bridges need fixing and then roads need to be repaired, things like that. I think we can all come to a consensus that, yeah, we could use some of that. But uh, the problem is, is that when you start talking about doing that stuff, everybody starts adding stuff oh, which, which are their that you don't are need. Pork. And they've got it set up that you have to use mm-hmm. the... Union people to build it, which means everything's going to cost a third more. Cost more, and it's going to filter back to their um, campaign. Like in it's, it's going to be mandated too. Like everything is going to be mandated if it's union. So and that's crazy. Like in Arkansas, I'd just like to know when do we have enough roads in Arkansas? You know, we have more roads per capita than California. More miles of roads per capita in California. Yep, yep. I think it's a spending addiction. Well, that everybody, we have all these construction companies that they, expect they need, so much better work, work <laughs> and we need to stimulate the economy. One thing about Barack Obama, he called it the right thing. He called it a stimulus package. Well, and, and I that's, think that was more honest. Than maybe what sort they of, call except it. that stimulus is like, well, I'm going to stimulate the guy who gives me campaign con- contributions or, or stimulate the. <laughs> That's what, exactly what they're doing. And so that's, it's that's honest. And, and, oh, yeah, sort of, I guess. But it's <laughs> but it's also frustrating for those of us who, who maybe want to do some building, like buy concrete. You know how much concrete has gone up over the last few years? I mean, it will keep compete. going up. I'm afraid you're right. I, I don't even know what it is right now. What is it, $140 I, a ton? I have a no, yard? I have no idea Lumber's how much it is. Everything's so going up, people. Yeah, lumber is way up. Yeah, way, socialism way is very expensive. It is expensive. Yeah, because you got to take care of everybody. Yeah, so that's what's going on. Here's what they're doing. I mean, if you haven't caught on to this yet, I don't know what it will take for you to catch on to it. Because here's what they talk about. They go, okay, we're going to do all this. Now we got to figure out how we're going to how we're going to pay for it. So let's talk about 
Now, if you make $400,000 or less, you're not going to pay any taxes. Yeah, right. Tell yourself that when you look at every price in the grocery store and everything that you're buying anywhere is costing more money. That's a tax. Inflation is a tax. That's what you're paying right now. And you got you got a lot more taxes that are coming. You're going to you know these businesses that they say they're going to go out and get all their money. It doesn't work that way. They pass it on to the, the consumer. That's exactly they right. They will they <laughs> yeah. will pass on what they know that they can pass on to you before the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right. So, so the result is either your prices go up or you lose the business. Yeah, yeah so, you don't have right. any choice. If Even if, let's say, you're Walmart and they raise Walmart's taxes by 10%, mm-hmm. Walmart has to turn a profit and they have to pay their stockholders. They have to pay all the people that work on them. So if you raise their taxes 10%, guess what happens to your milk? It goes up. Yep, and 10% it has. people. There's nothing free. It's a trickle-down theory. Well, and, and sometimes... No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I've always heard trickle-down economics don't work. You know, that's what Reagan tried to explain to everybody, and nobody believed him. What's uh, yeah. what's what's he calling this economy now, an H-shaped economy? There's a new letter, a letter Biden's using. You know, I have no it. idea. Who, who knows? But the thing yeah. is, the prices, I didn't know he knew, but he prices, knew the new letter. I, I think if the, I, if I learn one. <laughs> yeah. Prices can go up, but not only do prices go up, sometimes you get shortages. And you just maybe maybe you're willing to pay five bucks a gallon for milk. But if the, if the government has caused um, interruptions, you may not have the milk to buy. Or you can buy you can pay five dollars for gas. That's coming sure. in the future. Yeah, maybe that too. And then so there's there's all sorts of problems associated with this. And sometimes it's not just high prices. Sometimes it's actual lack of availability. Let me just drop this on everybody. You listen to the president, and he talks about, yeah, we'd like to bring gas prices down. I don't know how to do it, but I'd like <laughs> to, like to bring down uh, gas prices. I believe that. And here's what he says. But, you know, OPEC's not playing ball with us. Two years ago, we were energy independent in this country because we were producing our necessary energy that we needed. And when he talks about getting more gas, he talks about OPEC. He don't talk about American jobs because in America, fossil fuels are dirty, as though the fossil fuels in Russia and over in Saudi Arabia and wherever else they're pumping it out of the earth is not dirty at all. It's absolutely pristinely clean. And the, yeah. the energy the energy lady just laughed it off like it was no big deal. Like we should. I sent you guys an article about that. Yeah, she you, laughed. Do you think Biden stays up late at night worrying about a squirrel <laughs> breathing some fumes from a car that's driving by? You think, think that's he what he lays up, up at well, night worrying about be, squirrels? He might or be more concerned about, about the squirrels than us. The, or is he worried about taking money from us and fossil fuels and transferring it to people, big corporations that put up windmills, that put up, that makes all this new stuff they're coming up. Their Green New Deal is a green way of taking that green away from us and giving it to somebody yeah. else. I was watching. Up late. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here watching um, this morning. I was watching C-SPAN and because they had David Victor Hansen on. He's got a That's new great. book out, and I really like David Victor Hansen. And he was talking about the elites, and it was such a great point that he made. And he said this, you ask an elite no matter what state they're from, what's going on, let's say, let's put them in Arkansas. 
And you say, have you ever been up to Bald Knob to who dance? Mm-hmm. Number one, they don't know where Bald Knob is. Number two, they have no clue what who dance is. They don't understand how good the food is there and how great the service is there. They don't have any clue at all. But you ask them what their favorite place in London, in Rome, or in uh, Paris is, and they can name you three or four. Because you know what? They don't care about middle America. They don't want to get in and get dirty with people from middle America. Well, uh, you look at some of the the, the gentrification laws. You'll, You'll have laws in some of these states and some of these cities where they won't allow you to build small homes. Um, Several years ago, I went to visit a, um, a a farmer out in, I think it was in Virginia in the Shenandoah Valley and um, beautiful place. Yeah, They they were a homeschool family and he wanted to kind of, build a small house for his son and, and his wife, I think. And the idea was that as his son's family grew, they would switch houses. Okay. And so, his, and so the, the big, so they big, go in his house right. and he goes and so, to their so house. So you build okay. a small house for the son and his new wife when their family is very small. And then as, as years go by and the son's family gets large and the, and the um, mom and dad are just, they're empty nesters. They're like me. They get old and right. they don't want to do yeah. yard work anymore. Right, right. And so I think they had about 500 acres out there. But, but they weren't allowed to build a small house because the state law prohibited it. This is, I think this is just one of those forms of gentrification. The elite have decided what us little peons are allowed to do with our property. Yeah, well, they've been studying. That's been going on a long oh, time. Sure they, they've been studying us for a long time. I met the uh, one of the director of transportations in Washington. He gave me a card. He was like the director of transportation department in Washington, D.C. I met him at a convention, and he said, I said, what do you do? And he said, we study the habits of people's transportation and we think of things <laughs> to alter it. So what they're doing, they're studying the animals, basically, and then they're trying to figure out what they need to, to manipulate them to get them to do to what do they want. They do. wanted them like to do like a Pavlov, experiment. you know, just like. But they study. People talk about us being prejudiced. The government studies, let's say, uh, Oriental people, Hispanic people, and everybody separately, mm-hmm. and then they try to do things to change to their culture and their a echo little bit. Yeah, and that's just one of those things that they think that they can manage our lives. Yep, but exactly. we can. And that's just it's a fundamental. They're the elite, of it's, course, right, they can manage our it lives. Is a, it is a fundamental, sincere contempt for us. And if you study Henry Ford, Henry Ford did the same thing. He. Mm. He was so much. He thought he was so much above everybody else. He tried to manipulate the people that worked for him and different people because he thought he knew a better way. So did Hershey. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> he did the same thing. So, uh, so I tell you what. My saying is: is I don't need the government to protect me from myself. You know, you do what you were designed. What, you to don't do want Uncle Sugar and and, uh, and 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 stay out of my life as much as possible, because they'll get to thinking about how they want us to worship, and they'll start talking about what we can talk about and what we can't talk about. Before you know it, we won't have any, or when we need a shot or when we don't need a shot. So uh, It's like they're playing a creepy lab experiment with all of us. Yeah, like yeah. Dave said, it's been going on for a long time, and yeah. that's basically believe what it. it is. It has been going on a long time. we got a lot to talk about, We'll uh, and we'll talk about it. So stick around for that. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. When we come back, I want to play some... Uh, audio from you big deal at the end of last week media was ignoring it and i know why uh 
because it has Hillary Clinton involved with it, and it has to do with the Russian dossier, all that. It's not a dossier, okay? It's it's a folder, okay? The Russian folder, basically. When we come back, we've got the former director of intelligence on, and we'll, we'll listen to what he has to say about it. He was talking about it yesterday on the Talking Heads, and uh, pretty interesting things that he brought out so about we, it. Do we need to bring back the Hillary for prison song? I think so. I think so. Now, even more so than before. A break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you're uh, concerned about uh, out-of-control government spending, probably are after hearing about this new uh, bill that just went through, $1.2 trillion. Now, just gone through the House side. hasn't gone. There's some other things that have to happen yet. Soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline of the U.S. dollar. Uh, and it's why millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold to try to protect their nest eggs. Uh, don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets, IRA, 401K, and hard-earned savings. If you just call 501-222-3315, you're going to learn a lot of answers from the folks at the David Lucas Financial uh, Business. We work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you can get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial an Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, we're back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But anyway, I got to do that today. That's one of the things I got to do. It's funny how owners sometimes don't know what's going on mm-hmm. right. within their own businesses. But anyway, bottom line is, uh, had something happen, and I can get into it until later. <laughs> Maybe, because we got a lot to talk about. All right, we've got the former uh, director of national intelligence uh, here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I got some audio. I sent it. I got to tell you, I, I love Heidi for this. All right, she she doesn't say back to me, "It's it's Sunday. Why are you sending me work?" <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was watching Maria Bartoloma on Sunday morning, and I work all the time, folks. I'm just telling you. I go and watch all the talking heads. I want to know what they're saying. What are they lying about? So I'm I'm watching Maria, and she had him on talking about this Russian spy that they arrested and why it was important. And I'm just going to play it for you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Heidi. And, and what happens to all of your colleagues on the left who attacked you throughout the years that you were trying to educate and inform the American people? Adam Schiff saying that there was collusion in plain sight. He saw what you saw as a congressman. He saw what Devin Nunes saw as a congressman on the Intel Committee. How did he come out and go on MSNBC and CNN and say there was collusion in plain sight? And what about Mark Warner attacking you repeatedly as you were informing the American people throughout 2018, 2019 and 2020? 
not, not only in that time frame as a member of Congress, but as the director of national intelligence, I briefed Mark Warner. I briefed Adam Schiff. I shared this information with them. And they knew that it took, they knew that it was true. They knew that I was being truthful, but they were concerned about winning a political election. They wanted Joe Biden to win in 2020. And wow. so that's the that's the reason that they came out um, the way that they did. Look, you know, uh, the intelligence speaks for itself. Grand juries uh, take the action based on the intelligence that is an evidence that is provided to them. You know, at the end of the day, the yep. truth will defend itself. And it and it is in this instance. It's great to have you this morning, and thanks very much for all of your truth-telling, John. Good to see you. John Ratcliffe. There's John Ratcliffe. Now, that's only a little part of the interview. The whole interview was really interesting about how, and I didn't want to play all of it. It was like 12 minutes long. And if if you want to know all of it, go to YouTube and look up Maria Bartoloma's uh, YouTube site. You can listen to all of it. I'm just telling you, he... uh, he mentioned in it that this really implicates Hillary heavily now into all of this. Now, do I believe anything's going to happen? Please. Right. Please. No. I, I, I keep my fingers and toes and eyes crossed that, you all know, these, the sword these. of Damocles will fall out of the sky and just get close enough to cut her a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I haven't seen it yet. She's gotten away with things that I didn't believe any other person could get away, and so has her husband. Well, she's not president. Thank God for that. So you know, I can only imagine what it's been like under her. So there were some repercussions for all this. She's not president, and I think it's probably to say easy to say she's not going to be president. So I think that's reward enough. That was an accident. She's not president, though. They weren't expecting what happened to happen. They didn't cheat enough. No, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, that you're was exactly. An they didn't make the story big enough. Right. right. Exactly. You know, they so. didn't. They didn't follow the the Goobles, uh theory of telling a lie. Yeah, the propaganda. They didn't tell it often yeah. enough. Yeah, big enough to make it big enough and tell it often enough. That everybody starts believing it. That's right. So we we barely dodged that bullet. And if you want something to be thankful for, uh, think if she would have appointed the last three Supreme Court justices. If Hillary Clinton would have appointed them, where would we be right now if they had the House, the Senate, and the Supreme Court? That would be scary. And that's that's interesting because there's some interesting (laughs) stuff before the Supreme Court right now. And one one of them is this um, vaccine mandate mess. And then also... um, We've got a um, significant abortion bill from Texas that's on the um, docket, I think. And then we've got, um, what else? There's a, a, gun. a gun bill from New York City, I think. Now you're talking about the Supreme Court. The gun right. bill is, you know, the whole thing of the state being able to tell you if you should have, uh, you know, concealed carry license. And right. So of that, that I, I think that one is, is one of those things where I, I think in some of these cities they will... They will make you have to prove your need. Well, they're already right do, they're already doing is, that in New York. Well, right. and, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that's, that's some of these cities around the country will, or cities or states will apparently make you not only make you jump through all the unconstitutional hoops to get a, a permit so you can exercise your right to keep and bear arms, which isn't a right anymore if you have to get a permit. But and then they would also deny you the permit if you can't prove that you have a good enough need for it. Which and is that's if that's their that, need yeah. uh, that they think that you have to have. Well, you know, it's their standard, which is absurd. And it's, it's basically it's like, well, you don't really need the right to keep and bear arms, so we're not going to let you have it. 
you know, you know, the Tenth Amendment really was supposed to work two directions, wasn't it? So well, it, up to this point on the Tenth Amendment, it's supposed to be the federal. It's supposed to be the Constitution. So the Constitution is supposed to reign over the the first the first nine at least. The tenth is saying. But whenever they run the over well, the 10th Amendment both ways, the federal government since running the, since over Woodward the state. Since was president. Since right. so Wilson is, uh, Woodward, well, Now the state. Since are, Wilson was president. Is that right? No. Yeah. The, the 10th Amendment's been under attack. Well, and so, so continually. It's, but it's about 80 years now. So, so basically the 10th Amendment kind of lays out the idea that, that – um, the government operates off of an authority basis. Basically, if they don't have direct authority for it or some sort of authority for it, get out of the way, then then get off because they're, they're operating under delegated powers, if you will. And so, you know, if, if you hire one of your employees and you, and you authorize them to, to, um, I don't know, put gas in your, in one of your business vehicles, right? Well, you've authorized them to, to buy gas, the gas station. And, but, you haven't authorized them to change the motor out in the car um, because you, you authorize those types of things. And so um, they can't just go and get the car repainted just because I don't like the color of the, the business vehicle that they're driving for you. And that's the, that's the thing with government is that they have a power that is delegated to them. It must be listed. Yeah. In the, in the beginning of the Constitution, in the nine preceding Constitutional amendments. Well, and, and, All the, right. and the body okay. of the Constitution. But hold on, yeah. All right, hold on. We're going to call. We're going to talk more about this when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Six thirty. Time for the news. All right, we're at a time where you need to get out. If you're, you know, retired or you're a certain age, typically over sixty-five, and uh, you need some health insurance. All right, you got to get some health insurance. And I, I don't know about you, but yes. Myself included. I'm tired of seeing Joe Namath again. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing uh, what's his name, Dino Mike. I'm time, tired of seeing him. And, JJ. You know, yeah. I'm like to see somebody else do those commercials. You know, my, my, it's hard for me to even believe that Dino Mike is even looking into <laughs> Medicaid or Medicare stuff. Anyway, uh, you need to get a hold of Pat Davis. All right. Some of you need health insurance, and he can save you 30 to 50% on it. Uh, a health plan for uh, for you who are self-employed, for you who are conservatives, where you don't pay for what you don't believe in, like abortion, things of that nature. Uh, it's actual insurance that uh, you can use. It's not a share plan, and you can choose any provider in the nation. And on top of that, no co-pays. There are no co-pays. And not even mention that to you. Uh, Pat Davis, is uh, you can get a hold of him. You need to sit and talk to him. Let him explain this all to you because he explains it much better than I can explain it. 501-605-6935. Here's the key. If you're tired of what you've been doing and it hasn't been working and it's it's costing you, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a wallet full of money, then don't keep doing things that cost you a wallet full of money. Try something different. Talk to Pat Davis. See how he can save you money. Or you can do it by just going on his website, yourhealthplanman.com. That's Pat Davis and uh, your health insurance. Talk to him. Let him save you some money. All right, back with our power panel this morning. Don't forget uh, later in the show at uh, 735 uh, we'll be joined by uh, Senator John Bozeman, 
To say that we got a lot to talk about is an understatement. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that are out there that needs to be talked about. This president has run, this is not just run, he is running uh, the country into the ground. Now, Simone's husband is sitting in the studio with us today, and we're going to push the microphone over to him real quick. He he wants you to, uh, when you have a prayer time today, to remember, is it your sister-in-law? It's, it's my stepmother. Your stepmother, okay. Go ahead and tell everybody what's going down. I'd like to thank you, Dave, for letting me have the opportunity for this. Is uh, My stepmother, Lisa Williams, is she has liver cancer, and it's a uh, rare form of liver cancer. Uh, they're giving her approximately two years um, if she does not get a, a liver transplant. So as I, I'm a firm believer is in the power of prayer, is if everyone out there could send prayers her way, no matter what religious denomination you are or belief is I would appreciate it is, and I'm sure she would. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now I know that my listeners will take the time to offer that up and uh, ask that you do that. So one thing take hope in is that I don't care what doctor she's saying, uh, seeing uh, the bottom line is he doesn't know when she's going to die. All right. There is only one entity that knows when she's going to pass, and that's God himself. All right. Yeah, she she now may live another 20 years. You know, how how old is she? She's 56. Oh, my oh, 56. 50, 20 years, that's no big deal, you know? Okay, here's the key. All right, just, just know, never take what the doctor says. I mean, take it under advisement, uh, but uh, know that, the God of the universe is the one who makes that final uh, decision. By the way, did you guys, did I send you that, that clip from the astrophysicist? Let me see. Uh, you sent some some stuff last night. What was well, it? Not, not last night. It was sent a couple of days ago where he was explaining when somebody said, you know, basically, where is God? And uh, the power. astrophysicist said, you asked the wrong question. Because our God is all powerful. Mm-hmm. So he cannot be part of... Where is not the right question? Yes. Yeah, where is he? He's outside of everything that we know. That's that's where he's at. That's, and that's why when people look at me and, and say things like that, I I just... Or the person thinks they're being real smart, and they look at you and go, well, can God build a mountain he can't climb? Can God dig a hole that he can't get out of? And I look at him and I said, you know... He's beyond all that. Those are your little, your little IBM, your itty bitty mind, <laughs> trying to understand something that is infinite, and you can't do it. You well, just he, can't do it. You know, my us- God is not just in my mind. I wouldn't want to have a God that's stuck in my brain. Yeah. Well, He gave us free will. We have a testament. He left us a testament of what He's going to do. And, and, and what he wants for us. So, he, he can gave, do whatever he and, wants and, to do. That's the well, key. Well, you can say he can't lie and he can't go against his promises. Mm-hmm. So there's some assurances whenever you think about that, that you have a, uh, a testament. We have the New Testament to study, and he makes certain promises in that New Testament, and he gives us free will to choose to do what we want to do. But you can say 
So he can't go against a prom- his promises is what he can't do, and he can't lie. So and the reason he's he going to do what he tells why us. Can't, why can't he do, go against him? You can him. count on that. Because he's perfect. If he's perfect, he can't lie. It's that simple. That's exactly right. That's, but that's not we're hard. watching the sun coming up this morning, and, and you look at winter, spring, summer, and fall, and gravity, and oxygen, and the rotation of the planets. If you think that we all that came was from off a ball just a few degrees, yeah. We'd be a frozen ball of ice somewhere. That we all came from a bowl of soup, and your great great uncle Ralph is a squirrel. Then I think that that uh, you need to (laughs) or an alien. Yeah, Yeah, or an alien. Thank you, Mister Von Daniken. (laughs) That's a good one there. Yeah, Yeah. men. I have heard that men are from Mars. I don't know, but some people women are from Venus. (laughs) Yeah, but some people actually believe that, huh? But so people that believe in God. Well, that's, that's, I think, and if it, you if you don't believe that people don't still believe that, go see the newest movie, The Eternals. And you right. know, just that's like, what it's all about. You know, just like we talk about everything being controlled by the government, science is also controlled by the government. Uh, there are geologists that do study things with an open mind, and there is evidence and more evidence that there was a creator that designed. There was a designer than there were that this. All this earth came from an accident, but that's not the people that they want to put in your school books. There's one of those in Arkansas. His name's Don Patton. He has a Ph.D. in geology, and he studies things with an open mind, and we may have to have him on the show someday. But politics is in science just like it is everywhere else, and it's an indoctrination program. Because they get grant money. That's if exactly you want to continue right. to get the grant money, you better well, if you, toe the line. You better pass if, the test. If you discover the wrong results, you're liable to, the grant money's liable to stop flowing. Exactly. That's right. what it not might it does, and that's and it's it's a it's a mess because tax money, tax funding is inherently political, and it's it's just generally speaking, it's not productive to to allow government to fund research. Well, it's just not. Yeah. It's, just, it's not going to be just, objective, is it? Generally speaking, no, I don't think so. And it's, it's just one of those things that, that you know, sometimes maybe there's some appropriate, maybe they need to figure out how to build a new tank or a, a new weapon of some sort to to, um, to keep us from getting our throats cut and enslaved by other countries. Although, uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's our own government that wants to do that to us. But sometimes that might be productive. But in so many cases... The government is just not responsible enough to engage in the in the study of science. Well, why does why why do they think why do people think that you know when you hear Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's that he suddenly becomes the spokesman for that disease and he goes up and he appears before Senate and House committees and talks about additional funding for Parkinson's and uh, they do it because they have the same. You know, problem that a lot of people have. They're starstruck. And he gets up there and he talks about it and suddenly the money flows towards the disease (laughs) du jour of the time. Well, and it's just one of those things is that, that, you know, politicians have heartstrings, too, that can be pulled at. And and the reality is this is not the role of government. And, you know, charity is a great thing, but you don't do charity with somebody else's money. You do it with your own. Right, and that's and that's part point. of the problem with with government is that they feel like they can do their job by forcing you money. to pay. Right, it. right. That's, that's <laughs> and I think there was a story was it with with Davy Crockett um, in Congress. I think one. I think that's there was a, a there was a widow 
that was struggling, and, and I think her husband her house was burned down, something like that. Her husband yeah. was maybe a war hero wife. or something yeah. like that. And, it was a group. And she, of so and so she was she was having a hard time, and um, somebody suggested, well, let's let's pass a bill in Congress to send her some money, or maybe a group of these widows send them some money. And I think it was Davy Crockett that suggested, you know, he was the poorest of of the congressmen there, I think. And he suggested, you know, I'll give up two weeks of my wages, of my salary for for being a congressman. And um, he was was going to give up his own to, um, to help these people, but he wasn't willing to vote to make the taxpayers fund it. And you know more of that story. He was held responsible by his neighbor. He asked a neighbor, right? There was, he no, asked a neighbor. Well. Yeah, he. The reason that that he got straightened out because someone was paying attention. He asked his neighbor if he was going to vote for him, and he said, "Well, there's one or two things going on with you, David. Either you've never read the Constitution, or you don't have the wherewithal to understand it." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I've heard that same story. And, it's, and, it's, and then he straightened him out. So then he flew better. And I think that's just one of those one of those things. Is that there there are good things to do, but do it with your own money. All right, gotta take a break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Scott is waiting on the line. Scott will be to you next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. East End Towing. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they have all the answers. Call East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849, and uh, they will help you with whatever you're stuck. If you're stuck on the side of a road, they're going to help you out. If you're stuck on the side of the road and you're towing your trailer, they're going to still help you out. And uh, they'll make sure they don't put you into some kind of of uh, area where you can't get to your car. They'll take your car to where you've asked them to take it to. That's East End Towing. Number again, put it in your phone, 501-888-8849. Yeah, keep that in mind that on Thursday we're going to have an hour special about the USS Indianapolis. When you're from Indiana, you know the story of the Indianapolis. Or if you've watched Jaws. You know the story of the Indianapolis. That's what the captain's talking about when they're sitting there in the cabin, and he's talking about the ship that went down. And Steve, it's the Indianapolis. It, it carried the first atomic weapon, and no one knew exactly where it was. Mm. And so it delivered, uh, you know, delivered uh, the uh, the bomb, and then on its way home, it was it torpedo, sunk. and it sunk. Wow. And I think 900 men went into the water, and I think it was 300 and something that they rescued. Wow. The rest were eaten by sharks, basically. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, a, it's a, gr- a great scene in the movie, if you've never seen it, where he, he's one of the survivors of the Indianapolis. And he talks about what it was like. Whoever wrote that did a little historical research. There's a big monument downtown Indianapolis to it every year. Uh, they sit there and they ring the bell uh, and uh, read the names of every one of those men's lives that were lost. So it's it's a very moving experience. Okay, let's get to Scott. Scott, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We want to talk to you because I brought this up. I sent this article out to everybody and about, uh, I'm trying to think it was like a politician or something who said yeah. that, Jesus Christ was the new, was the perfect uh, person to look at to see somebody who was woke. 
And I, right. I to say that you could have got my brain matter off the ceiling because my head exploded. Um, you know, I, I I sent you a text. And I said, "How about coming on for a few moments and talking about this because it's a false narrative." Well, if you want to go ahead and cue the laugh track, that would be a good time right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Was, it was Jesus woke? Are you kidding? This is this is just well, it's asinine, is what it is. If if, if you, I don't even know what the man means by saying that. Does anybody have a definition of what woke is? If you if you ask one person, they'll tell you it's one thing. You ask someone else, they'll tell you it's something else. Um, if you go to a dictionary, they'll basically tell you it's being you know hypersensitive or hyper aware to social injustice, in particular to minorities, uh, relating indirectly to and more specifically to African Americans. If that's if that's what it is, well, the answer to that is, an, is absolutely and totally no. Uh, Jesus was not in, involved or concerned about social justice. He was concerned about the justice of God. He had no concern what society, the word social coming from, society has to, what society thought was justice or not. You have to remember, Jesus was living during a time of the, the one of the cruelest empires on the planet, the Roman Empire. And there were minorities all throughout the nation of Israel, in particular the Samaritans who Jesus dealt with. He never once dealt with the supposed social injustice to any minority groups in the country. That was not his concern. His concern was the arrival of the kingdom of God and how the kingdom of God would change an individual heart and life, and eventually that would result in a changing of society. But if you focus on the society before you check, before you focus on the heart, you've got the cart before the horse, and your your work is futile. Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, let's go. Already, you had a question. Oh, I was just going to make a comment in the in the New Testament, the Old Testament. It was prophesied. And just like he talked to the Sumerian woman, that there's going to be a day when all people worship God, you know, basically in their own places, and all people are going to be created equal. Whenever Cornelius, or whenever Peter went to Cornelius's house and saw that it was time to take the gospel to the Gentiles, you know, Peter said, well, and he said, I perceive that God is not a respecter of persons at this point. So in the New Testament, and... uh there's one testament for everybody. All people are created equal. We're all on the same playing field. So uh, if you do want to, to go by that, then uh, Jesus treated everyone equally and treated everyone fairly and was not a respecter of persons in any way. And But what the left is trying to do is try to frame the right or the people that that believe in God that has a standard. We have a New Testament as a standard, and I believe in the Declaration of Independence. They referred to God as the standard and the reason that we had the right to separate ourselves from England. So uh, God was not a respecter of persons. All men are created equal in the New Testament. But there is things that he approves of and disapproves of, and that is what the left does not like and how they're going to try to take our First Amendment's rights away from us. Yeah, what's really scary now, and I'm reading a book on this at this time, and that is how wokeism, for lack of a better term, is invading the Christian church today because, you know, I always talk about people saying the same words but speaking from dic- different dictionaries. That's yeah. what we got going on right now. 
people right. within the church hear certain words and they go, oh, they're talking about this, when in fact they're not talking about that at all. It's mm-hmm. a totally right. different definition right. that they right. have. So you, you end up yeah. with, with people who are um, – you end up with kind of the soft bigotry of low expectations, I think, is that from Ronald Reagan. But what you have is that, you know, we should not want justice for black people. We should want justice for people. Everybody. We don't right. we, we don't want just liberty for black people or liberty for brown people. We want liberty for people. And, and mm-hmm. when we start focusing on on um, giving special privileges or um, exceptions for certain races or, uh, or whatnot and. I think that the, the almost the ultimate expectation is that we should expect pendulums to swing and cause problems. We need to focus on justice for people. Not so why would we have pendulums swinging unless you actually understand that man is a fallen creature? And that's why the pendulum swings, is it not, Scott? Well, yeah, that's just it. There, when we try to define justice... Um, we are defining justice from our perspective. And any time we do that, our judgment and our justice is going to be skewed to one group or to another group. There's only one justice that, that truly is going to be able to be fair, if you want to say it that way. And that's God's justice. Mm-hmm. And that's what Messiah, that's what Messiah came to do. Uh, Jesus lifted everybody. There was no one that he treated any differently than anybody else. It was, I mean, the Old Testament is full of God lifting women. Are we going to forget that God set a woman as the leader of the nation of Israel, as a prophetess that led them into battle and caused them to conquer? Are we going to forget that God said he's going to bring all the Gentiles into the great family of Israel and, and graft them into the vine and give them a place in the kingdom of God. It's always been about lifting everyone, but it's not about taking society's idea of justice and applying it uh, onto a greater scale of people. It's always about God's justice. And this whole idea of social justice and wokeness is about taking an individual's idea of justice and trying to force that on somebody else. And Jesus had nothing to do with that whatsoever. All right. You'll be with me tomorrow so we can talk further about this uh, in the second hour of the show tomorrow. Bottom line is there is one truth. It's the Bible. There is one way to live our lives, and it's in the Bible. That's that's where the truth is. It's not that's your right. truth or my truth or somebody else's truth. I hate that terminology. It's my yeah. truth. Your right. truth. You mean your opinion? It's like yeah. it's not like, your truth. It's like uh-huh. your science or my science. I, that drives me crazy. All right, we'll take a break right, on this. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Scott. Of course, Scott is the pastor over at Agape Church, and I asked him to join us just for a few moments this morning because. I hear these people say, you know, they start talking about wokeism, and they are talking from a completely different dictionary than you are. Keep that in mind. All right, Dave Ellswick Show. We're back in the next hour with the Power Panel. 735 is Senator John Bozeman. is the Dave Ellswick Show. Find him on Twitter and on Facebook at Dave Ellswick Show. Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM, The Answer. KDXE FM, Kamek Village, Little Rock. A Salem Media Group station. 101.1 FM, The Answer.
All right, second hour, Dave Ellswick Show here at 1011 FM, The Answer. Good to have you with us. Simone is here. RD is here. Paul is here. Whole power panel sitting right across from me. All right, let me answer a question for me. What was it back in the 80s that the Who had the concert in Cincinnati where there. everybody rushed the stage? Well, it wasn't at that one. And some people died because of it trampled yeah it got trampled to death and and the surge of people was so thick at the front that people couldn't breathe Mm, they got pressed against the stage now we have the it seems to me we've had the exact same thing happen over the weekend in houston yeah why did that happen i thought that they had passed laws saying that you had to have a ticket and a place to sit to go to a concert. <laughs> Imagine well, somebody guy, getting out of their seat. Yeah. Well, it the wasn't just taking and getting out of your seat. Yeah. They had 50,000 people there, and I don't know how many were really sitting. It, it looks like it was just, you know, it's what they used to call festival seating. Hmm. You know, first come, first serve kind of thing. Hmm. And people have proven themselves to be animals in those situations because um. I want to be up in front. I want to be able to touch the, the guy who's performing or whatever, that they will step on other people to do it. The wow. guy performing actually already has pending charges against him for disorderly conduct and inciting, because over inciting people to rush the stage. Oh, really? Is what I've, Interesting. I've heard so did people, that recently. Did people die in that event? Yes. In Houston? Was oh, it eight people eight died? People oh, wow. and eight people passed with you. Oh, yeah. There's all, it was wow. a terrible, terrible, terrible Wow. situation and i as soon as i saw that it happened i saw i thought didn't they make laws that said that it yeah. couldn't do that yeah but uh, the thing about it is it's not always the government's job but then again i'm well person, I think it's, it's a free country people people oh, fly yeah. ultralight airplanes people do things that are dangerous sure. people didn't well, and, think that the it, situation it, there looked dangerous before it happened that's i mean people, it's not always the government's job to protect us from no, ourselves no it's not but, but the, it but is thing, a, it right. is the people who put on the concert that's who they're safely, looking at they're not looking safely. at the government well, right so part, now. part of the issue though is that you've got people that are acting foolish and people died well, there's someone there actually injecting people. One of the yeah, somebody officers running around with a needle, injecting, oh. and he had to. He was he went out. They had Man. to use uh, Narcan on him to bring him back. Oh one my! Security officers. But, but the thing is, this is this is one of those things that this is beyond it, unusual. It would be, it would be hard to sort this out. But the reality is that people need to be held responsible when they hurt other people. Yeah. And it, it might be hundreds of people in this case that need to be held responsible for basically murdering their neighbors okay, maybe you all can answer this because i've been out of out of the rock and roll realm for a while now most of my rock and roll is classic rock and roll it's not rock and roll that's done today and i don't even know who this guy is that's performing but they talked about the pit is that still like a mosh pit that they used to have? Is that what's going on? The pit is different now because back in the day, you'd help people up when they fell. It was like a brotherhood brotherhood kind of thing. I'm not even going to say sisterhood because there were only a few females that got involved in it. But, I mean, you would go round and round, and if you fell, people would sweep you back up. Nowadays, mm. it's kind of a free They'll fall. just walk on you. Yeah, it's a, wow. I mean, it's a completely different scene. You're going to get hurt. 
Cause but do you realize when you're in that situation that it could be dangerous? Oh, oh sure. I had my ribs crushed before, and I loved every second of it. That's exactly it, right. You know? But you made you made the choice to right. participate in it, yeah. and you took you consciously took a risk to do something yeah, that you enjoyed to do. I mean, and, and so there, there is personal responsibility. I sure. agree that you don't that organizers don't create situations to get people hurt. They need to keep it safe. Right. And so there's, but when like people there's a lot can make a conscious decision to do something sure. dangerous, sure. and people do have personal thing. responsibility. One sad thing is, and I think this goes to the culture of um, when we there was the, the rape that happened on the subway train, is rather than help people at all, they pull out their cameras and video the rape. And they aren't oh. responsible, supposedly. You know, it is. It's morality in a sense that, that if you see someone struggling, it's not your legal responsibility, per se. But, you know. And, and we've, we've perverted that idea so much. It's like, it's not my responsibility. We'll call the government. Yeah. Well, they like, didn't like, even call the government. Well, and that's, 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 <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the bizarre thing is that people might literally think, well, I shouldn't do anything about it. That's the government's back job. To personal like, responsibility. No, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's personal maybe government morals, can do it if they're there to do it. But, you know, if your neighbor's getting raped in front of you, right. why wouldn't you break the guy's neck? Step in. Step hey, in. I mean, do seriously. Why, why, why would you sit there and just watch? It's like, oh, it's the government's job. I can't do hey, anything. They tell and if you want to think, you're going to say to me, well, the guy might have a gun. Why don't you have one? Okay. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, there's always risk and liability for helping someone. You can't help helps anyone without having risk and liability exactly right sure. so if you're going to help somebody you know they taught mr rosa taught me in fifth grade it, it, a football coach i learned a, I, mean, I guess i learned something in school <laughs> that if you were on a playground and a bully was picking on someone that was smaller than them that couldn't protect themselves that you stood up to the bully and protected the innocent from the bully you put now, yourself if, between them that's, that's right. exactly right you take risk and you take responsibility now he said if the principal comes on and grabs you for fighting or whatever you go to the principal's office and you take your whipping and you know inside that you did the right thing that's a good now, teacher. the problem is that now nobody does the right thing and so every just, guy everybody gets punished do the either. right thing don't worry about lawyers don't worry about liability don't worry about the law just do the right thing and suffer the consequences well, and, that, and that's and it's that's it's hard to do it's true. but but the reality is that's, not hard I think, for me i think it's good i think it's good advice and it's and it's and it is just one of those things that that you know and sometimes you know if you were in the sub subway and you're a, a 75 year old woman, you know, taking your cell phone out and recording the event might be the best thing you could do for accountability after the fact. But you know what? If you're a 35 year old man in good shape and you sat there and watched it happen, I've got a problem with that. I, I don't. I, hey, I know 89 year old men and be right in the middle. Oh, of right, it. they would. And be they right would. in the middle and of the fact, it. And I the mean, fact I, is that those 80 and 90 year old men would have broke the guy's uh, neck. Yeah, that's right. And more so, they would have been. You know, because it. Yeah, that was their that was their morality, and that we have lost between the years of eighty nine to what our present day generation of young people are right now. I mean, there's such thing as honor and and, and respect that they don't teach they don't teach it so much in school these days. But my son was at at the University of Memphis, and and some guy was banging his girlfriend's head on the car, so he <laughs> runs across the parking lot screaming at him. And and when he gets there, you know, they both jump in the car and take off. I, I don't know. I guess she liked it. I don't wow. know. Or felt like she was 
<laughs> I don't know the situation, but you know, he somewhat got in it's trouble a, with some people for getting involved in it. But I said, Hey, you did the right you thing. Did you could have been shot. Could have been. You could yeah. you could have been sued. My son but you know, you do the right thing and, and, and don't worry about it. My son helped someone get out of the way of an ongoing fight, a girl. The girl gets mad at him for helping her. For man, exactly. her a little bit. Three guys, three guys jump on him. What yeah. is the I mean, right thing to do? It, like what is the call that most police officers don't want to go on? Domestic violence. Domestic violence. The guy yeah, could be, or the woman even in this case, could be beating the snot out of somebody to the point that they're bleeding all over. It looks mm-hmm. like they might even be killed. He, they come in, they break it up, and the person who was beaten beat on attacks you yeah i mean it's just it's a it's a weird world that we live in let's do the right thing yeah i agree with that thing is i mean it's It's in you it's in you just listen and sometimes there's judgment calls to be made but it's but sometimes they're very black and white and and when when they're black and white act on it all right we're gonna take a break but it it was a sad situation over the weekend well, most of those people, out of the 50,000 there, probably 49,800 were there to have a good time, listen to the music and jump up and down and do whatever you do at a concert anymore. Uh, and uh, they suffered because there was a small group that went weird Crazy. on everybody. That's yeah. right. Hey, let me, let me talk about uh, Dustin Turner. You know, when you're selling your home, you need to have confidence in your agent. Uh, Devin and his wife met with Dustin when they decided they were ready to sell their cabin home. This story sounds like me. All right, now, I haven't sold my home yet, but this sounds like me. Dustin discussed his marketing plan, which included sharing what repairs were essential and the ones they could skip in order to get the most for the sale. Trusting Dustin's advice paid off. Now, you have to trust people that are that you know uh, are giving you good advice. If you don't trust them, then you shouldn't even be working with them in the first place. But trusting uh, Dustin's advice paid off. The first weekend of their home being listed, they accepted an offer for $7,500 over the asking price. Mm-hmm. Just remember, a Dustin Turner sold sign means more money in your pocket now how do you get a hold of him because you got to get a hold of him tell him i want you to come out to my house look at it i want you to sit down i want you to talk to me i want you to give me all your thoughts 501-952-2969 is the number 501-952-2969 or you can go online to hometeamsoldit.com that's hometeamsoldit.com and then i being not being facetious you can start packing all right, so uh, Travis Scott, who was the artist that was performing and who put on this show, I guess this is he's been he's done this a couple other times. Is that true? Uh, has been sued now over predictable and preventable astral world tragedy. Hmm. The lawsuits are already piling up. That's interesting. So it's going to be interesting it's, to it, see what it comes out of it. It's an interesting. It is an interesting. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting issue of, of liability because the the so generally we we want people to be personally responsible, but but then there's also kind of the the issue of promoting um, 
and, and driving dangerous or illegal behavior. And that's, yeah, I wasn't there, so I don't know if he was saying, right. "Hey, come on up to the stage" right. or whatever yeah, kind keep, of pu- stuff. Keep pushing, keep pushing, yeah. or something of that nature. And that that can, and so it's 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 hard to know who's doing what, where, and and until you actually get into the testimony, or whatever else. Then, but but just like. Um, a person can who's promoting serious criminal activity can get in trouble for that, even though it's even though he maybe doesn't even participate in it himself. If if you if you go out and 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 call on people to murder someone else or some of that nature, you can be in trouble for that. It's not it's not right. part of free speech. You don't have the right to lead others to seriously violate the rights. Of other people. Well, if it's, it was anything like bone thugs where they were hyping people up, there's a difference between hyping people up, which we saw at the fair when we were working the fair booth mm-hmm. for Republican women. Yeah. You know, so bone thugs is outside and they come out and I can't repeat what they said, but they're like, what's up, blah, 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 you know, hyping people up. There's a difference between that and what I have. I can't. Uh, I can't say that I know that I've read about him having previous incidents where people have rushed the stage. Mm hmm. So I mean, if well, he and, and, and he promoted it is what the, I mean. The, no, it wasn't the reality is the reality is that, that people can kind of get into a frenzied state and, and it crowd kind of kind of and it's it's so it's it yeah they do yeah, they people do. do get into a frenzied state and, and animals do the same thing sometimes <laughs> yes. and 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 people and animals will both kill each other in a in a in a um. In a mob sure type, wasn't done on purpose. Trampled situ- situation. Yeah, well, I, I think sometimes it though, it's, it, whether or not it's done on purpose is not necessarily the issue. Sometimes it's a it's a lack of regard for other people's safety or, or lack lives. of forethought. Lack of well, forethought, but sometimes it's the part that, of course, I haven't talked about is that there were many people, hundreds of people, evidently shouting to stop the show because. The crowd had got out of control, and they just kept pushing the, what was going on on stage. Yeah, Heidi, I can't hear you. Turn your mic on. <laughs> there we go. Can there, you hear me now? I can hear you now. Well, Travis Scott, um, he saw some of, if you saw some of the videos, he could physically see, like, the EMT trucks coming through the crowds wow. and seeing people, like, physically passing out. And so... Oh. There is the question of how much responsibility did he have to be like, hey guys, let's let's stop the show, let's let's take a look at what's going on. So yeah, the the guy that I guess was the money guy that put up a lot of the money and stuff. He he said we didn't have any idea what was happening in the crowd. It's only it only had been moments after it had stopped that he found out a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I if that's the truth, I can I can uh, feel sorry for him. But yeah, Travis Scott was up on stage and was looking out and down and saw a lot of the things that were happening, and he just continued to rev, rev up the crowd. That's not and, a good and, thing. And, to and do. it is hard to know because I, I, I know you, you probably know that for sure. On on stage, they have lights shining in your eyes, and who oh, yeah. knows what they're seeing. And and so who knows? Who knows? It's, it sounds like a, a crazy situation, but part of that is just that sometimes people don't understand that you know if you're pushing on someone from behind and they're pushing on someone from from in front, you know you get a chain of people doing that, ten or twelve people deep. The guy in the front. Well, see, I, I go killed. back. 
to the 80s and that Who concert in Cincinnati. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. And I feel, how many crushed. people died dur- during that, remember. Simone? Do you remember, it? remember. 10, 12, something like that? And uh, and they made festival seating illegal. Well, it looks like to me that's all they had there for this thing. They had 50,000 people in a cordoned off area. You're asking for trouble. Right. But you, you really it's a are. different. It's a different state. So yeah, I'm yeah, sure I don't know. It's a, it's a different yeah. state. Like so every state has different laws. But but I'm just saying sometimes the danger is part of the attraction. Yeah, it yeah. Is. that's true. It well, is. It looks it, like it was eleven so people died. People in that. making a choice. It's, it's not a good thing. But who concert? But some people thrive on that kind of thing. All right. Now here's yeah. here's why we got problems. Just moving on here real quickly. Why we got problems in higher education. Two Rutgers University faculty groups have come out in support of Professor Crunk. You know who Professor Crunk is? Professor Crunk is Brittany Cooper, who said in a recent interview, this is a professor at the university, white people are committed to being villains. And as such, we got to take these mother blanks out. Oh, I did hear about that over the weekend. So now my question is, why she why does she have a job? And what does she mean by take them out? Like the, kill them? That's right. Yeah. Um, Eradicate them. As well. They're afraid about they're afraid about the social kickback on how it, it would be perceived if they got rid of someone like that. That was they got rid of an awoke person. Uh, you know, Super they're worried weird. more about the liability doing the right thing. Well, when you look at that, do you know what the right thing to do in that situation? If a fire staff says so, they <laughs> are afraid of doing the right thing, just like the people on the subway watching someone get taken advantage of. Yeah. It's the same thing. I want you to listen to this. The Rutgers branch of the American Association of University Professors said in a statement that after the interview, Cooper had been subjected to a, quote, renewed wave of racist attacks for her public scholarship. Calling a bunch of people, you know, MFers is public scholarship? <laughs> Boy, college really has changed since I was there. I'm just telling Sounds you. like a classy lady. We yeah, wish to express our unequivocal solidarity with Dr. Cooper. We affirm our support of her academic freedom and decry the harassment and intimidation she now faces, including threats of physical violence fueled by a media smear campaign. The AAUP characterized Cooper's recent remarks as a, quote, bad faith media disinformation campaign that grossly misrepresented misrepresented the uh, communication of her research finding and falsely accused her of promoting violence. Well, when you start talking about often people, are you not promoting violence? Should they not have used her own words? Yeah, I mean, that's all that's they got exactly. to do. What did she say? Right. She's on tape. She's on video of it. Well, and, and, and it's, it's it's crazy. And But we got to take these emmer, uh, mother effers out. I mean, what, what is... And, and, and it, you could you could maybe mince words about what she actually meant by that, but but the 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 fact that she would use that kind of language is that's pretty um, uncouth for a, a college professor, you would think. And then it's, she's it's saying like, she's intimidated. Is it? This is maybe somebody's grandmother. Well, I, I have no idea. No, I mean, but it's it's that's yeah. But 
Yeah, why does a woman like that have tenure at a, at a college? I would agree with that. But, Even if she has tenure, I'd gotten my lawyers together to figure out how to break it. Sounds like some of the senators this, that we've got in Washington. Isn't this the same yes. university where there were some, was, some yeah. students that got accused of rape? And just got raked over the coals for a long time, and then it turned out they were innocent? No, well, that's because you're guilty until if you have a person who comes forward and says you sexually attacked right. them, you're going to be uh, the guilty party guilty at, at that moment. Innocent, right? yeah. and, that's, and that's part of the problem with our, with our judicial system is that we don't have enough punishment for those who bring false charges. And um, That's true. Right, and, and, we, don't yeah. have a, and we, don't have a, we don't have a valid... Um, um, system for determining guilt. I mean, basically, our system is, well, how do you feel about whether or not these people are guilty? That's absurd. It shouldn't be about how you feel. What is yeah, never it? should be about how you feel. It should be the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Just the facts. Or the <laughs> truth. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, we will get to Bill O'Reilly. Then when we get back, uh, Senator John Bozeman will join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you. Joining us is going to be Senator John Bozeman here in the studio with me. Of course, Power Panel, Simone is here, and R.D. is here, and Paul is here. And, Senator, let's just start off with what happened uh, over the weekend, and that was the infrastructure bill passed in the House. Uh, Thirteen Republicans uh, saved Pelosi's fat out, out of the fire, no doubt about it. Your thoughts about all of this? Well, I voted against it in the Senate. I, I know really you did. Disappointed. Uh, well, I thought we had a, a, a fair chance of actually blocking it. Uh, I believe in infrastructure. The, the base bill of the infrastructure was voted out uh, unanimously from the Environment and Public Works Committee, which I'm a member of. Then they took it and put all the charging stations on there and you know all of the east and west coast rail and uh, you know, a three hundred billion dollar bill or less ballooned up to a you know a one point two trillion dollar whatever it, whatever it finally settled to. So, lots of waste, lots of pork. But uh, they again, I'm like you. I was very very disappointed that uh, thirteen caved. Okay, and as we're sitting back and we see that happen, I uh, I can't help but sit and think that perhaps. Rhonda McDaniel or somebody should say, you know, maybe we need to primary some people that are on the East Coast that call themselves Republicans and they don't act like Republicans. Is there something we can do in that aspect? I know that that's a draconian move, but it seems like we got to keep from, you know people from doing some of the crazy stuff. It seemed like me the the caucus was. Uh, altogether about this McCarthy said they were they were ready to hold out right I don't I don't really care about people like her and, and I'm not being disparaging in that but I, I think what we're seeing now Dave is the voters taking care of that uh, we saw that in Virginia we saw that in uh, New Jersey and so because of those two big wins I think we'll have uh, a number of candidates and they'll be running on you know, fiscal responsibility, things like that, things that uh, Republicans uh, expect, and we've drifted so far away from. Okay, so you think we're going to see several of those people get primaried then? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, the, that's where it has to come is from the grassroots of the of their districts. Okay. All right. With that said, 
And that was my main two questions for you today. I was ready to go. Well, those are, you know, those are kind of local issues, but I, I'm sure that uh, as you know, looking at the populace based on what happened in Virginia, New Jersey, I, I think that probably many of their voters were disappointed that they elected to vote with uh, the speaker uh, rather than voting with the vast majority of their Republican colleagues who felt like, uh, hey, infrastructure is good. We need it, uh, but not not like that. Yeah, we don't need that much of it. And, you know, all those well, Christmas ornaments hung all over the bill. <laughs> well, there's only I think there was only $100 billion worth of roads, railroads, runways, you know, things like that. Maybe a little bit more than that, but not much more. And so all the rest of it was just a lot of, uh, as you say, uh, lots of uh, east-west coast railroads, lots of charging stations uh, throughout the country trying to electrify America with, in the sense of electric cars. So if, if people want to do that, that's fine, but that needs to go through the private sector. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. R.D., you had a question. Uh, thank you for being on the show, Senator. We appreciate hey, you R. taking D. time to be with us today. Uh, do you think at some point... You know, I mentioned earlier Barack Obama called his package the stimulus package. And, you know, words have meaning. You can look at infrastructure or stimulus package. You know, back here in Arkansas, we've learned from local governments working our way up that once you build something, you have to maintain it. And the more you build, you have to maintain. Sometimes the maintaining is, is more costly than the building it is. You know, at some point, do you think we have enough infrastructure or is there some point that we can scale back a little bit and maintain what we have well we're blessed we we have significant growth certainly the infrastructure dollars need to go where the roads are at and things but we we've got an aging infrastructure the problem is 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 just what you're saying we're blessed we go back to the eisenhower days when we when we instituted the the interstates that was a wonder of the world but a lot of that stuff is wearing out, and so you have to fix it before it gets really worn out, or then you have to replace it, and then you then you run into massive amounts of spending. So uh, it's it's a combination of pushing forward with new projects, and certainly as we see growth in, in various parts of our state, that's a good thing, but you, it does require infrastructure. And then the other problem is, is that you see uh, – the infrastructure that we have constantly needing to be updated, which, as you point out, is an expense, and you have to factor all of that in. Okay, Paul? Yes, sir. Mr. Um, Senator Bozeman, this is Paul Calvert here. John. Hey, um, hey, Paul. What are your thoughts on the president's um, kind of new um, sort of regulations or bureaucratic red tape that he put out with these new COVID mandates? Okay. Uh, apparently the Supreme Court has already put a stay on that. So, I think it's. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go, go ahead, thank you. But 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 I think it's crazy. I don't think they have the ability to do that. OSHA coming out mandating. I think it's going to affect 80 million uh, people uh, in the private sector. So there's all kinds of things wrong with it. Like I say, they don't have the authority to do it. Uh, the idea of putting fines on businesses and people if they don't do it. As I go around Arkansas, there's two things that people 
constantly talk to me about. Uh, number one is labor. They can't find people to, to work. This is really going to exacerbate our, our labor problems because uh, individuals, for various reasons, I'm a guy that believes in vaccinations. I think it's important. That's my opinion. I've encouraged others to do it. And yet there are some people that feel like that's not the direction they should go. I respect that. And it's all kinds of people. A good percentage of the medical profession is not vaccinated. So you have to respect that. But if you force them to actually leave their jobs because of that, a fair percentage will. We don't we don't have that flexibility now in the labor market to replace those. So the other thing is supply chain. Now that's the, the second thing that people talk to me about. And is all this is going to do is exacerbate the problems that we've got there because labor is a part of that. So uh, these are real problems. These are the kind of things that the president needs to be talking about, needs to help us figure out, rather than mandating uh, you know, a bunch of uh, ways that we should behave. The other thing, Paul, is, is that um, it, it's a real disadvantage for employers that have over 100 employees. That's what it applies to. So if you're an employer and you have less than 100, you don't have to worry about this stuff. Right. So if you have 104, you, know, you, you might fire four or five people. Well, that's that's what you get into, and things like that happen. You know. So as a result, it, it's it's simply unfair because the mandate. Then you've got to deal with all of this stuff, losing a bunch of employees, uh, as opposed to somebody that's smaller. So there's a real competitive disadvantage for those that are in that that group. And, and that's really a group that, uh, you know, has stepped up and, and is a real foundation of our country. So for all kinds of reasons, that's unfair. What we've done as a Congress is a number of senators have band together, and we have uh, put forward a, what they call a motion of disapproval. Mm. That has to be acted on within 60 days. It's an up-and-down vote in the Senate. It only takes 51 votes. Doesn't can't filibuster or anything like that. Wow. So we're working hard to get the votes to, to get it reversed. I think there's a good chance, though, that the court will recognize that this is a clear overreach of the Obama administration. Not Obama. Biden. Certainly there was much overreach there, but uh, of the Biden administration. And so one way or another, hopefully we'll get it pushed back. All right. Thanks, let's, get a, let's get our first break in. Our guest is Senator John Bozeman. We got more questions for you, Senator, as you can probably expect. I wouldn't no, ask you to be on for a half hour and not have. It's great to be with your all-star panel. All right. Well, you hold on. We'll be right back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing will take a great uh, job and uh, take care of your roof for you. Uh, they'll make sure they find the little leaks and maybe they'll find a big leak, but whatever they find they can fix it. All you have to do is give them a call. 707-3551. 707-3551. Or go to their website, piroofing.com, uh, and you can get a hold of them there. More with the senator when we return. A Saturday when I got done with the car and truck doctors, I left here and went over to Cavanaugh and uh, stopped by and visit uh, Eric at uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry and picked up a early buy Christmas present for the wife and uh, got her something that Eric told me every woman should have. And if you've listened to me talk to uh, Eric, you know what he was talking about. I'm not going to say it out loud because 
I mean, my wife really doesn't listen to my show because she hears my show every day at home. But the bottom line is, is that this would be the day that she tuned in or something to see what I was talking about. So I'm not going to say it's a surprise for her for Christmas. So anyway, here's what you do. Uh, stop by and visit Eric at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard in Suite E. He opens at 10 o'clock today. He opens at 10 o'clock every day, Monday through Saturday. And uh, stand and talk to him for a little while. Go in and see what he's got, you know, in the cases. Or if you want to talk to him about something that you want made, you definitely need to get over and talk to him because it's going to take some time. Or you can just call him, 501-246-3655. Get the best jeweler I know around. That is Eric over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, let's get back to talking with the uh, the con- uh, the senator, not congressman, the senator. Congressman's on Wednesday. We got senator on with us, John Bozeman, and uh, Simone. You had a question for him. Yes, hi, senator. Um, hi, Simone. Hi, how are you doing? I was um, actually just wondering if you had any suggestions uh, to get around these mandates or what can be done about these mandates. Yeah, on the state level. On the state level. Yeah, regarding what the federal is doing, or yes. how do you mean OSHA yes. is doing? Yeah, what OSHA is doing, things of that nature. Do the states have any power well, here? Yeah. Well, the governor's saying, Leslie Rutledge is saying, everyone's saying, which is wonderful. That's where we're getting the, the pushback from the court. So that's what we have to do there is is uh, go through the court system. I think we've got an excellent chance of winning there. I think 27 states stepped up and sued, which is when, you know, you've got the majority of our uh, states saying, no, you know, you simply can't do this. So hopefully that will be the case that the courts will will come about. And as far as uh, I would encourage you know, not a single Republican is going to – all the Republicans are in Arkansas are going to support the view that we're talking about. Where people can really help, they're generally members of other associations. You might be a gun enthusiast and be, you know, a member of the NRA. You might be, a, uh, you know, in the banking industry, you know, work for a bank, encourage, you know, your, your employer to – to get with their national organizations, uh, just fight back in that way any way we can. The grassroots are so, so very important. And I know where the people of Arkansas are on this. Uh, even people that, that, you know, feel strongly should be vaccinated, uh, they don't believe in these heavy-handed man- mandates. So uh, we need to uh, just keep it up uh, with the uh, inundating the federal government and through our different entities, whether it's the Broadcasters Association or whatever, uh, along with everyone else, and you're saying, no, you know, you've overreached. Uh, this is simply unconstitutional. The uh, president's ratings just came out uh, over the weekend again. He's at 38% now. He is way underwater. That's uh, and as bad as he's doing, Harris is doing it at 28% now. Uh, you know, does this give you all a little bit more push or is that not going to happen until next year after the election no i think it gives us a lot more push those those numbers are remarkable in the sense that uh, uh that's lower i would think that that is lower than president trump and president trump you know was uh, again because of uh, uh the controversy that he inspired at times you know, people either loved him or didn't like him 
But uh, that's remarkable that that Biden is in those in that shape. And it's not just one thing. It's so many things. It's Afghanistan. It's inflation. Uh, It's trying to move us in this this Bernie Sanders direction. So you put all of that together and the fact that we're in a situation where gas is a dollar and a quarter more expensive now than it was a year ago. Uh, you're looking at 30 to 35% increase in, in heating costs this winter. What does that do to people on fixed incomes? What does it do to single moms uh, that are working so very hard to make ends meet? Uh, that's just money out the door, and, and the list goes on and on. So uh, because of that, I think that's where we're seeing that. And and what we're trying to do uh, is push really hard to, to get us back you know, on, on uh, some normalcy with our policies and I hope it will keep them from coming out with with more of this heavy-handed stuff like they're doing uh, with the OSHA policy. It's interesting. I, I watched I watched the talking heads on on Sunday just so I can. I don't have any hair to pull out anymore, Senator. I I'm bald now. So uh, the bottom line, I just watch it so that my try to keep my head from exploding. I duct tape it. Uh, you know, roll it around my head just to keep my head together. But I heard one. I forget who the senator was who said. Well, why is everybody upset about OSHA? OSHA tells people they got to wear helmets. I mean, this is no b- more bigger deal than that. And I, I just looked at the TV incredulously, and I thought to myself, "Are you that stupid?" I mean, I seriously, yeah. how do you put up with your 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 fellow senators when they say ignorance like that? Well, I, to be honest, I love to hear it because what they're voicing is what they're thinking and sometimes they're good at you know masking what they're actually trying to do but it just shows the attitude that they have and this is this is why virginia and new jersey rebelled and it truly was a rebellion virginia is not a blue blue state but it's it's certainly bluish i don't think they'd elected a republican uh, you know uh statewide since what 2011 or something 12 years yeah so you know what that was about was all of this kind of stuff, the attitude of the federal government, the attitude of their school board, the yeah. attitude of the federal government saying that if you went to a I used to be on the school board for seven years. And the idea that if somebody came and complained, you know, that they were a terrorist, uh, these are things that people understand. These are things that people are starting to push back on. So I think it's great. And, uh, you know, in, in actually voicing that stuff, that's what they're thinking. And then it lets the, the public know what we're dealing with. Okay, so i got to ask one last question. You were a school board member. That's one, oh, of, the most, that's one of the most thankless jobs that's out there because you get it from all sides when you're a school board member. But we need good people to run for the school board. Can you talk about that just a little bit? No, we do, and and I, you know, I was blessed. I had three girls in the public schools, and and felt just that. Uh, and I didn't have any axe to grind. I just wanted to be part of, you know, helping keep our schools and moving them forward. But it is so so very important. And the good news is in Arkansas is that the school boards, the the majority of members control the schools and these it needs to stay that way these are people that you go to church with you know you see in the grocery stores you can grab them and say john you know what about this or that but uh, i can't think of anything more important the other thing that that 
as a school board member, you realize how hard our teachers work. Uh, they have a very, very difficult job. Nobody, nobody works any harder. Nobody's more important uh, than uh, our teachers in, in molding this next generation. And I've had a lot of people come up to me, Dave, and say, boy, I was really pleased, uh, or uh, come out and say, basically, that the teacher was the one that, was, that made such a big difference in their life. And you know, it just was a great model. I'm still waiting for somebody to come up and say it was the senator that made a <laughs> the difference. So I think we'll have to wait a while on that one. But but again, it's so, so very important. And like, like you, I would encourage others to jump out. Uh, you know, these are, these are ways you can give back to your community. And it's just a very, very important function. All right, we're down to two minutes here. And, Paul, you get the final question. Yes, sir, Senator. This is Paul Calvert again. Uh, just kind of on this on this topic, how do we kind of help parents or encourage them to, I guess, inoculate their children against a lot of the, the kind of socialism that is really being promoted in a lot of our schools? It seems like that's schools have become sort of a um, – maybe a, a, a political arm of the Democrat Party. And how do we wake parents up to this problem? Well, we're blessed in, in Arkansas in, in the sense that, that you know, in, in many, many places we've got excellent schools. I think you get involved, and, you know, some would be called to run for the school board. Others uh, can make a huge difference just in being part of the PTA, you know, things like that. Uh, but we live in a different world than we used to uh, in the sense that we're pulled in so many different directions. Everyone's so busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's working. And, and as a result, uh, you don't have that interactive time, perhaps, with, with you know your children that, that was once the case. So it is something that we just simply have to appreciate how important it is, encourage uh, friends, you know, attend their events, and... Uh, uh, watch I think you know with the internet and stuff you know uh, be sure and, and kind of step in and see where they're getting their information you know make sure they're getting it from good sources and, and then too and sadly we've lost you know sitting around the dinner table and, you know things like that like used to be the case but uh, you know just discussing and, and uh, interacting with our our little ones as they're as they're growing up during those so so very formative formative years. I mentioned the importance right. of Senator. Of I, I I hate you. I, I hate to cut you off, but we're out of time. We'll get no. you back on in the very near future. <laughs> we thank you for being with us today, Senator John Bozeman. Appreciate, appreciate you too, Senator. Thank you, Simone. Thank you, R.D. Thank you, Paul. We'll be back tomorrow morning, six a.m. Female Power Panel will be up. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.